I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, peeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue. Commission as a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Dynasty Junkies, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict. And again, I have a special guest co-host on with me for this special episode. Um, it's Josh at Real Fantasy TL from the Fantasy Timeline. Josh, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. This is going to be some fun. Yeah, what we're going to be doing tonight is, uh, here's how this ended up coming about, is this past week I threw out uh, to Twitter to give me some find me a trade submissions because we were all out for the, for the show, and uh, I got a whole bunch of them. And three or four, I guess four of them, because I did one on the show uh, that we recorded yesterday, four of them were all contending teams that have trade deadlines coming up within the next week or so, either Sunday or, or next week. So I wanted to get to all of them, but we obviously can't do that in the normal show with all the other stuff we're talking about. So I'm doing this special bonus episode. We're going to do all find me a trades. That's all this episode is. And uh, Josh is going to comment on some of them. He's got trades for two. I got three leagues we're going through tonight. Josh has trades for two of them. He'll comment on the others and we'll talk about them and see what we think. And, uh, I, I, again, I just even if it's just for these three guys, I, I wanted to get these out there so that they could they could get the uh, trades they were looking for. So we'll start right into our first league, which is a ten. It's I'm sorry, it's submitted by Todd Jones at Jonesy eighteen seventy six. It's a ten team PPR Superflex, no tight end premium, um, with a few IDP starters that, as usual, we're going to ignore. Twenty nine man roster. Uh, he starts 13. There's actually a kicker in there. QB, two RBs, three wide receivers, tight end, kicker, super flex, one flex spot, and those three IDPs. Uh, he's currently at six and six in the five seed. Said he did a mini rebuild last year. Uh, started this offseason with five 2021 20, first, started building, but then had Barkley and Eckler go down. Uh, he moved Barkley to bolster his QBs. Uh, hasn't been doing much the last few weeks, waiting on the playoff picture to shake out. Now he wants to go for it. Says he's not interested in winning next year, so he wants a move for this year. And uh, so in addition to myself and Josh, I I, I got uh, an all-star cast to, to kind of help us come up with some trades. Russ at Dynasty Outhouse uh, has one in here. Uh, my former co-host, Dustin Church at Dynasty Junkie FF, he's, he's got a couple, and... Uh, and uh, Justin from the from the Trade Addicts B team is also going to have a trade in one of the leagues. But we'll start um, in this league with Mayan. Um, first, let me go through our guy's roster. Again, Superflex League. He's got Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Tua, and Dalton basically as his, his starting quarterbacks. He's pretty set at running back. He's got James Robinson, Nick Chubb, Eckler, uh, Edmonds, Dobbins, Hunt, uh, and a couple filler guys. And he's not too bad a wide receiver either. He's got Antonio Brown, T. Higgins, Robert Woods, uh, Jalen Rager, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Kenny Galladay. You know, Kenny Galladay's injured, but he's got him as well, and then a few other guys. And then at tight end, he's uh, really said he's got Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, and Johnu Smith, and Blake Jarwin. Um, so that's where he's at. He's also got two first round picks this uh, in 2021. So. Uh, he's pretty good at tight end, although it's a, a non-tight end premium, and uh, pretty good at quarterback, uh, running back. So he's he's pretty set up pretty well. But um, given that it's a ten team, I, like I said, I'll get into my trade. It's uh, I wanted to try and get him a little more of a, a stud, 
um, in one of his spots, one of his starting spots with the with the ten team uh, league. You always want to get those studs for ten teamers. So uh, basically, my trade is Brandon Ayuk, and a, he's got two first ones early, ones late. But even the late first is it looks like it's going to be one oh well currently is one oh nine depending on the playoffs. Um, and to to team SP Lucas nineteen eighty for Keenan Allen. Uh, our team Jonesy is set at running back and tight end. Like I said, I think his quarterbacks are good enough with those four guys. Um, and especially with Galladay hurt, having to start three wide receivers. I like, like to see him get that stud wide receiver. He can put in there. Keenan Allen, uh, along with uh, Woods, um, Galladay when healthy. And uh, I definitely think that makes his starting lineup better. Uh, it might be a little bit of an overpay. I put it into a few calculators. I was telling Josh before the show, and it did come up as as an overpay in the calculator, but I don't think so. I'd even uh, be willing to add to it a little if I had to. And the team he's trading him to, SP Lucas, uh, 1980. Uh, he's out of the playoffs, which is generally what we're going to try and probably do. with. I think everybody's trade is basically to a non-playoff. You know, generally what you're trying to do this time of year. So... He's out of the playoffs. Uh, I do think he's got a team um, that he might think he can sort of run it back next year because he's had a lot of injury issues. He's got CMC and Barkley on his team. Um, uh, he does have Keenan's receiver is not his strongest point. So I do think you might need to overpay some to get Keenan off him just because he might be thinking he still wants him for next year. So, but even if this isn't overpay, and like I said, even if you have to throw in a little more, I, I mentioned uh, I would be even willing to upgrade to T. Higgins if I had to, um, to get to get Keenan. So I definitely think that helps his playoff push and uh, you know, being able to start those receivers. So, what do you think of that one, Josh? So we were chatting about this before we went live, and I love this trade. Keenan Allen is maybe the most underappreciated wide receiver in in fantasy. I don't know why. The guy does it every year. It doesn't matter if it's Phillip Rivers or Tyrod Taylor or now, you know, Justin Herbert, QB2, according to Brian Haar. I mean, it's it, – I mean, you, you can get this guy for a song, and, and I think really that's what this trade is, even though all the calculators say that you're overpaying to get him. Uh, Ayuk has a lot of hype. He's he's blown up. He's shown some flashes this year. But when the full complement of players are healthy and playing, you have Debo, you have Kittle, you have 17 running backs that can all do a little something. You know, I think that's going to push Ayuk down the pecking order, even though I, I do think he's a good player. I mean, I think obviously... Kittle is receiving option one in that offense, then Debo, then Ayuk. And, you know, if they can all stay healthy, what does that really get you? And then the late 2021 first is the late 2021 first. I mean, it's a 10 team, so it, it'll it net you a better player. But is it going to net you Keenan Allen? Probably not. So, you know, I, I love this trade. And I think this is a trade that can get done because of, the hype around Ayuk and the just criminal disrespect of Keenan Allen by almost everyone. Yeah. And I'm right there with you on Ayuk. He's I, I've liked what I've seen from him and he, he's put up some decent games, but a lot of that's been without Kittle and Debo. So I think maybe you can sell that, you know, his point total, um, which I think is sort of falsely inflated a little uh, that that'll help, you know, with the guy giving up Keenan Allen. you can also sell him, you know, if he's getting one Oh nine in this draft, um, there's tons of receivers, so you can sell. And you're getting two receivers for one, essentially, since you're not, you know, playing for this year anymore, anyway. So, yeah, I definitely like that one. Um, let's move on to the next one, which is Russ's. Uh, it's Kareem Hunt, and he also threw in Brandon Ayuk to another team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're, we try to be family friendly, so I'm not going to say the name, but it, it, it's it's you can suck something. So, um, <laughs> for Ben Roethlisberger and uh, and Mike Evans, um, Russ is. Uh, I asked all the guys who who submitted that that are on the show tonight to just give a little uh, their thoughts on what the on on why why they went with this trade, and he said Ben has a nice schedule, um, is an easy upgrade to go for the ship. Evans has been seeing a little more workload the past four weeks. 
And the other team that he's trading him to um, could use a solid RB and a youth infusion. The other guy at running back really doesn't have much. I'm, I'm looking at his roster. It's like Mostert might be his best running back right now. Uh, he's got Mostert, Gore, Moss, Gaskin, Singletary. So, yeah, he could definitely use an RB. And um, both teams I, – I, and he, he does uh, – I'll, well, I'll get to this in a second. Both teams have solid cores, he said, but Jonesy is stronger, which I agree with. Our guys, Jonesy, this helps Jonesy get the stud, while other teams spreads itself out a bit more and gains asset for future moves. So my one thought on this, and I, Josh, unfortunately, this is the one like I didn't have Josh find a trade for, so I don't think he has the roster in front of him. But um, the biggest issue I think might be with this is that the guy uh, – actually, this is the – is this the – yeah, no, this is a super play. Okay. Um, is that he only has two QBs. He's got Rathlesberger and Bridgewater. Um, I guess you can make the argument neither of them might be starting next year, so maybe he'll take whatever he can get for Ben. Um, but he might be a little worried only having one in Teddy that also may not be starting next year, uh, even if neither of them are great options, um, you know, beyond 2020. So I think that's an issue. And uh I think uh, we, uh, Josh and I, again, we're talking about this one before the show. It's a little, I think it's maybe a little below value for, for what, for those two, uh, you know, hunt is been up and down. So what do you think, Josh? Do you think you can get Roethlisberger and Evans for Hunt and Ayuk? So, so if I'm the other team, the team that shall not be named, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I understand it's a 10 team league, but I don't know if I'm giving up Roethlisberger for anything that's not a first or True. a, fir- or a first say, to what you said yeah in theory you should be at least a little easier to get a, a quarterback in a 10 team super flex yeah. right right but I, I still think if i'm the roethlisberger owner i think i'm looking for a pick that is in the first round or a first round equivalent because um yes you are correct roethlisberger could retire after the season especially if they go, you know, 14 and two and end up winning a Super Bowl. He may just want to go out on top, uh, you know, and, and say, I beat my body up enough. But that that team and I know Wednesday afternoon football was not good to him, but they have a lot of play, a lot of explosive players. They got Juju Deontay, Chase Claypool. Uh, James Conner, if he's healthy, and he can put up, you know, 30, 35, 40 points in any game at any time. And I don't think I'm I'm selling that for Brandon Ayuk, who maybe is a first round type player. And then I think you're looking at Kareem Hunt versus Mike Evans, and you have two players that are kind of going in opposite directions. Mike Evans, who was left for dead by a lot of people, including myself, uh, earlier in the season is now, you know, had this resurgence and Kareem Hunt has kind of not been the same player since Nick Chubb got injured. Never mind now that Nick Chubb is back. So I, I don't know if I'm that other team, if I am, if I'm making this trade because I want, I, I would probably actually rather have a pick than a player for Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm looking at Evans, I think I want something more concrete than Brandon Ayuk or Kareem Hunt, who are kind of uh, have a lot of question marks around them. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm basically where you're at that if he could get this done, I like it for him. Um, although I don't even like I said, I don't necessarily think he even needs to get a quarterback, but, but that's me. You know, <laughs> I never want to upgrade a quarterback. Uh, but but I, I do think Ben would probably be the best quarterback on his roster immediately. Uh, you know, Tannehill's had some good games and and Stafford's been iffy. So, um, but beyond Tannehill, he's he's yeah, they're they're all kind of iffy. So, uh, it's definitely an upgrade. And uh, I do still like Evans. I I I, was, I believe me and your co-host had a Daph Network debate on Evans at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I was never really even when he wasn't you know had some of those two yard with the with the touchdown games, mm-hmm. I was still like, he's going to bounce back. So uh, I just think, I, I, like you said, I'm not sure it gets accepted on the other side. So, um, but maybe, uh, you know, 
a guy with that team name who knows what he's thinking so uh, <laughs> um so we'll get into the last trade for this league um which is from my former co-host dustin and it's uh, i think this is to the, actually the last place team in the league team uh, bill runs uh for brand he's mark's training mark andrews and again he has all those tight ends so and it's a non-tight end premium league so i, I don't mind moving andrews in this league um but it's for brandon cooks Slayton and a third. Uh, he says the guy's fine at tight end with Goddard and Fant. Uh, he likes getting cooks for the rest of the season and still likes Slayton long term. Uh, I'll give my take real quick and then you can chime in with anything if you want, Josh. Uh, I just, I'm not sure this is enough for Andrews, even in a non premium. I still think he's most people's tight end three, maybe tight end four at worst, uh, depending on what they think of Hawk. Uh, so, even in a non-tight end premium league, ha league having one of those top tight ends, I think is a bit of an advantage. I, I do like Cooks with the with Fuller gone now, and uh, you'll see we'll be talking about him some later. I think uh, one of our other teams lost him, and Slayton. I'm a lot more if you're on. I liked him coming into the season, but he's had a lot of down. His ceiling is literally zero. He had zero last week, so. <laughs> um, I was thinking maybe if you could upgrade the Slayton piece, I might consider it. Um, so I wonder what you think of this. Like if you upgrade that to say uh, I had it here, who was it? Uh, Jarvis Landry, who again is not elite or anything, but I like him more than Slayton, especially for a playoff team. It was Cooks, Landry, and a third. Uh, what do you think of that, Josh? All right. So if we're talking Cooks, Landry, and a third, I'm at least thinking about the deal. I, I don't know if I'm doing it, but I'm I'm at least thinking about it. So my deal is it, it, Dustin made an interesting comment here saying he's fine at tight end with Goddard and Fant. And for the future, I think he's right. But if we're talking about this year trying to make a, a run for a championship, I don't know. Zach Ertz is coming back. Um, that entire offense is kind of a mess right now. Carson Wentz is struggling, and it's causing everyone else to struggle. So uh, I don't know if that's fine. And Fant has been in and out with injuries, you know, quarterback play, you know, trying to get Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick involved. It's So he's, he's kind of iffy as well. Um, but I do feel like this is a I, – I don't feel like you're getting enough for Mark Andrews here. Uh, Brandon Cooks, it's going to be interesting because was Brandon Cooks able to do what he has been doing because Will Fuller was on the other side, taking number one corners and kind of being able to beat everybody deep, which is allowing Brandon Cooks to do what he does? Or is it just that Brandon Cooks is a really good player and he's going to, I mean, he had what his first five years, his first five seasons were a thousand yards. Uh, he did it with, you know, he did it in New Orleans. He did it in New England. He did it in L.A. And um, but to your point, I think that's a good point. I mean, he did that with Michael Thomas and he did that with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And right. He's never really been uh, the guy, even in New England. Were, I mean, not that uh, he was pulling coverage over the top like Will Fuller does, but Edelman was was sort of the main target and and. Right. And he was the guy on the outside. So, yeah. And Gronk was there, too. I mean, right. it wasn't Pete Gronk, but it was still Gronk. Um, so I'm curious. I do think he's a good player. I think he'll be okay. But I don't know if we can be assured of the 8 for 80 in a PPR that he's been kind of known for because Will Fuller is, you know, just going bananas on the other side. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Slayton, I've always, I've always said about Slayton, Slayton is a poor man's Amari Cooper. Like, yeah, he's going to have some big blow up games for you and, and you're going to be happy to have him on your team, but man, he is going to just kill you in a lot of games with, you know, one for 11, two for 25 and just, you know, not getting it done. And let's face it. Are we really trusting the New York offense right now? I mean, it's Colt McCoy oh, this yeah. week. Like, you know, Wayne Gallman has been good, but it's not Saquon. The offensive line is coming together a little bit. But, I mean, Golden Tate is still there. Uh, Sterling Shepard is still there. 
Evan Ingram can have a blow up game here and there. So where does that leave Slayton? I don't know. Uh, so I feel like this is an underpay for Mark Andrews, and I don't feel like you're getting – I feel like Cooks is a piece, but I don't know about the other two if you're really trying to make a playoff push as the – I believe he's the five seed, right, in this league? Yeah. Yeah, six, six and six, six he's the, the five point. seed. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just – I don't think it's enough for Andrews, and I think the crazy part about it is, is that – as bad as he's been, Andrews may have the least amount of question marks at the tight end position on his team for this year only. So right. um, it, it, that'll be an interesting story to follow. But yeah, um, you, you throw Jarvis in there. And now, now I'm kind of I'm perked up a little bit. Maybe I'm you know at least thinking about it. Maybe I want to turn that third into a second to really put me over the top for Andrews because um, I have a feeling that Greg Roman is going to be out in Baltimore and they're going to try to bring somebody in who can freshen up this offense a little bit and kind of get them back to what they were doing in 2019. So that should be good for Mark Andrews, hopefully. So yeah. um, Try to switch it for Jarvis and see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you there. And one other thing before I move on to, to the next league, uh, I was just going to throw at you because uh, I was looking at the other guys' wide receivers, and he he may not do this. Um, he does have Hayden Hurst at tight end, so he may think he's fine there, especially in non-premium. But one other guy I was thinking that may work uh, value-wise, but this may be I, – I, to me, it might be asking for too much. He does have my man crush, Deontay Johnson. Would you Would you do that straight up if you feel – Okay, I know you don't necessarily, but if this guy feels okay starting Goddard or Fan at tight end, is that too much for Andrews or not enough for Andrews? Or what do you think? Listen, I love Deontay. So if you if you put Deontay on the other side of a deal, (laughs) I'm almost always going to say I want Deontay because I love him. Uh, Bill and I, (laughs) Bill and I, always joke on the podcast that we were the original podcast to love Deontay last November when we uh, had uh, one of our first episodes, we were all over Deontay and, and I love him. Uh, I, I don't have him in as many places as I would like to. And now the price to get him is exorbitant. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, you, you put Deontay on the other side, give me Deontay, man. I want yeah. Deontay, give him to me, let him be mine because he is going to be, the wide receiver one in Pittsburgh for a very long time. I've said it a bunch of times on this podcast in recent weeks. His his targets are ridiculous. He does not have a fully healthy game with less than 10 targets this year. It was another 13 on, on Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm right there with you. And I think, I think you were even earlier than me though. I was very early in the, even before the major hype for Deontay, Gru, mm-hmm. I was, I was already on that bandwagon when I saw his, final season stats but i wasn't there back in november so you even beat me yeah i (laughs) I think it was episode three or episode four of our show where you know and bill brought him up Bill was like you know deontay johnson and i was like deontay johnson i was like all right let me look at him a little bit you know and once i looked at him i was like oh this is my man right here this is (laughs) this is the guy i want to ride and die with like i i actually um in a rebuild I uh, I got him in a trade. I traded away uh, Russ, and actually, uh, it seems like I traded away Russ at the right time because uh, ever since I've traded Russ, he's been kind of uh, he hasn't been cooking as much. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more a lot more takeout for Russ since uh, since <laughs> I traded him. So, um, but I got Deontay as part of that deal, and man, every every time I look at that roster, and uh, you know. Somehow, since that trade, I've also gone on a uh, a four game winning streak, which is weird because I was I was definitely towards uh, you know I was the first or second worst team in that league, and uh, I somehow I trading Russ got me on a four game win streak where my <laughs> my quarterbacks have been uh, uh, Sam Darnold and Drew Drew Locke. So I don't I don't get how that happened, but. <laughs> Hey, it's your it's your theory about quarterbacks. And there you go, flex. right sometimes, in my wheelhouse. <laughs> sometimes they're just not uh they're they're not worth it. But yeah, I mean, and what did uh, you trade Russ for? 
Um, I traded Russ for two first, a second, Deontay, and Blake Jarwin. Oh, so you weren't even trying to win at that point. No, I, I knew. <laughs> I knew. Um, uh, let's see. I like at, that return, by the way. At that time, <laughs> yeah, actually, a lot of people, a lot of people, um, were on me about it, saying I didn't get enough. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I knew I wasn't going to win this year. Russ was a big asset. I had Nick Chubb, but he was hurt. Uh, so I was like, hey man, let's um. Let, let's just start shipping out pieces and see what happens. And, you know, the, f- the first trade was like, was a real low ball offer. And I was like, dude, I'm going to need a quarterback in return. And he was like, I can't really do that. I only have one quarterback. I'm trying to try to load up and get a second one. I said, well, you're going to have to knock me off my feet. And he actually gave me the choice because he had all three Steeler receivers. So he said, all right, I'll give you everything you want. You pick the Steelers receiver that you want on top of it, and we'll call it a deal. And I was like, wait a minute, you're going to let me take Deontay off your team? All right, well, that I mean, it was it was an easy choice. You know, I was like, you know, Juju, obviously, I love him, but... Uh... <laughs> we, we, have, we have another guest joining the pod. Uh, we have Bill... Uh, Josh is a uh, co-host from the fantasy timeline at super duper flex bill. Thanks for coming on for sure, brother. What's up? Yeah. I, I threw it out to our DAP network chats that if anybody feels like jumping in, go ahead we can talk some trades. And, and I guess bill took me up on a mid show. Yep. <laughs> bill, we were, we were actually talking about, um, how we were like the OGs on Deontay Johnson. It was like episode like three or four. We started, we started professing our love for Deontay and, uh, all the all these other guys now are trying to trying to jump onto the train, but we we're the conductors, man. We've been driving that train for over a year now. So yeah, yeah I, I was high on Deontay from draft, you know, the draft. Um, that was that was really it. Just because I trust the the Steelers and their um, and when he got drafted so early and they had just lost AB and he just kind of seemed to be like the the perfect fit for that role. You know, he was a punt returner. You know, he just, there was a lot of things he had that were so, you know, just kind of fit right in and just to replace him. And I granted he wasn't going to be AB, but like he's playing that role and there's no question about that. So, um, that was kind of when my eyes really, like I drafted him in almost every one of my rookie drafts because I just trust the Steelers and I just really love that situation. But yeah, we were definitely talking about that really early on that pod. There is no question about yeah, that. Yeah, he's mentioned that. It's, it's the Deontay love fest in here right now. Yeah. <laughs> Deontay's already finished like five times. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, uh, drinking. <laughs> uh, so uh, you're just in time. We're about to move on to it. I got three leagues we're going through this week, three trades for each. I'm moving on to the second league here. Uh, and Josh will have a trade in this league, so you can feel free to tear that one apart if you want to. Uh, but uh, let me <laughs> let me get into the specifics of the league, and then we'll start talking about some more trades. Uh, this one was submitted by Adam Holtz at Mad Dog One Two Zero Zero One on Twitter. It's a twelve-team PPR two QB league. That's two QBs, not super flex. Also two tight end, uh, but no premium on the tight ends. And 25-man rosters start 11. The two QBs, two running backs, three wide receivers, the two tight ends, and two flexes. He says, uh, looks like he's pretty much locked into the five or six seed. Uh, He just lost Fuller and uh, could use more depth at running back and wide receiver. Uh, Maybe a tight end since it's a two QB, two tight end league. And actually, this is a little interesting because I didn't even mention this to Josh before the show. I, I don't know if you saw it, but... This guy actually, I don't know if this has ever happened to us. He traded uh, one of he traded Fuller this afternoon. So, and one of our guys that we had the trade for um, that had we had pull up a trade. Justin uh, actually had Fuller in one of his trades, so uh, that one's not going to help him probably. But we'll talk about it because I, I will go to that one first too, actually, because we can kind of compare the two. I actually kind of like Justin's a little more, but let me get through his roster first, and then we can talk about it. Um, his roster is 
He's got Tom Brady, Cam, Big Ben, and Tua quarterback. So he's pretty solid uh, in the two QB league there. Running back is an issue. He's got Kenyon Drake. Uh, he's got not much else. Wayne Gallman, uh, Joshua Kelly, J.D. McKissick, Carrion, uh, DJ Dallas, Tony Pollard, and then some other filler. And at receiver, he's got Thielen, Lockett. Uh, the trade he made, I guess I'll mention that now, was Will Fuller for Corey Davis straight up. So he's got Corey Davis. Uh, he's got Lazard, Mooney, and not much else to, of, of note. And then at tight end uh, in the two tight end league, he's got Mark Andrews and Dalton Schultz, Kyle Rudolph, and Cole Komet. So I guess first of all, I'll ask you guys, what do you think of trading Fuller for Corey Davis straight up for a team that's trying to make a playoffs or not make the playoffs, but make a push in the playoffs? Do you think that's enough? Um, do you think? I mean, Corey Davis has definitely been better than any of us really expected this year. So, so what do you think on that one? Since you just hopped in, Bill, I'll let you go. I mean. I think that's, you know, he's selling low, obviously, but I mean, I don't really hate it, I guess. Um, at least you're was, getting, I was just going to say, it was basically my exact thought when I saw that he did this. I, I don't hate it, but yeah, like, <laughs> I think that like, you know, you, you, he probably needed a wide receiver. Um, so like, I, I'm okay with it, I guess. And to be honest, like Fuller, we don't really know his situation next year. Like he's, this is a contract year. Um, is he even going to be there next year? You know, how much of this, uh, the PEDs or whatever it was, um, or what was it? You know, we don't even know what it was yet. So, like, right. is it some major issue that's going to, like, keep happening? Or is it, you know, how is this going to affect him? And, and so there's a lot of unknowns there. So I don't really dislike it. I mean, the same thing can be said for Corey Davis, right? This is the last year he's on contract. Maybe he goes to a, a system that's better or worse. Like I don't like I don't see Fuller going to a better situation. I could see Corey Davis going to a better situation. So maybe it's a little better than my initial reaction. Um, but I mean, I feel like you probably could have gotten a little bit more. But at the same time, I mean, every league is so you know dependent on the owners. So I mean, if that's all I could get, I don't hate it. Yeah, and Corey Davis has been a, a solid wide receiver too this year. He's good. Yeah. He's get gets double digits almost every week for you at this point. Um, I did. I did forget to mention too. He has Tyler Boyd as well. So I, the other only, the only thing is, I'm not even sure is he necessarily going to be starting Corey Davis if everyone's healthy. Um, but I, like you said, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Um, I'll get into the trade that Justin came up with that the guy can no longer do, um, which is uh, Will Fuller, Joshua Kelly, uh, and his own second and third, which will probably be mid to late to uh, his team name. This is a Mortal Kombat theme league. I don't know if you guys were in them where I was never really a Mortal Kombat guy. So some people might recognize these. I don't really don't. But uh, Johnny Cage is sending it to Cassie Cage. So I guess what are they like brother and sister in Mortal Kombat or something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, to, for Devontae Parker, Damian Harris, and Hayden Hurst. And his uh, explanation was uh, Cassie Cage has four firsts, three seconds, five thirds, and three fourths. So they, they clearly put a lot of value in future picks, which he's uh, given them. Uh, has 11 rookies on the roster also. So definitely someone who's going to be enticed by youth, which is why he threw uh, Kelly in there. Um, although Kelly hasn't really done as much as we hoped. And uh, he said uh, if that wasn't enough, he'd be willing to include uh, John, our team. Johnny Cage has another second. So uh, that's basically what he was thinking. And like I said, I think uh, I like that one better than, than uh, the trade he did. I mean, it's a bigger deal. But Josh, what do you think of that one compared to just trading him for Corey Davis? All right, so so just just to help the listeners out, I actually looked this up because I had no idea either. Cassie Cage <laughs> is Johnny Cage's daughter. Oh, so, daughter. Okay. Yeah. So we we got that settled. Um, Good. To no, know. I I actually like this this trade a lot more than the Corey Davis trade. Bill is uh, Bill is very political. He's very uh, he he knows how to speak to people and make them feel good about themselves. <laughs> uh, I I don't like that trade. Now, obviously, if that's all you could get in your league, that's all you can get in your league. 
but I have a feeling that maybe if you threw out a, you know, hey, um, Will Fuller for the best offer, I think maybe you could have gotten something better for uh, something better than Corey Davis. Not that Corey Davis hasn't been good this year, but, you know, I I have a feeling he's going to be on the uh, Devontae Parker trajectory, uh, who is actually in this trade where, yeah, he's going to blow up and then he's going to kind of be like, all right, like decent, but never kind of what Will Fuller is doing right now or what he was doing before he got suspended. But no, I, I love this trade. You get Parker back, who is a decent receiver. You get Damian Harris, who is a running back that has some upside, even though obviously he doesn't catch passes. And then you get Hayden Hurst in a two tight end league, which is super valuable. So yeah, I like this trade. Um, if Cassie is just full full rebuild where she's just trying to do it through drafts, I think the second and the third are going to appeal to her maybe more than it would appeal to some other players. So yeah, I mean, I like this trade for both sides, and I think this is a trade actually that um, both sides would be really happy with if uh, Cassie hit the accept button. Yeah, that's where I would be at with it. Is is uh, I do think Will Fuller, his value could be all over the place to different people because, I mean, he was so good this year. Um, and obviously, if you're selling him, you're probably selling him to someone's not contending, so they won't care that he's not playing the rest of the year. But he's also suspended a game next year. As Bill said, we don't know where he's going to be. Um, we don't know if he can repeat this because he's never stayed healthy for a whole season. Um, so... I can see that being all over the place and maybe you can only get Corey Davis, but I do like throwing him into a bigger package like this. And like you said, uh, I, I do wonder, uh, especially Hayden Hurst um, is not great, but in a two tight end that, that elevates all their values up. So I do wonder if this would be enough, but I think if it's going to be enough for somebody, it might be enough for this person because of what we said. And Justin put in his write up about how they are just, soaking up all those picks soaking up all the youth they can get and uh i i think it, it would have been something that could get done but uh, unfortunately now it can't so so we'll go right into your trade josh because your trade is exactly what i wanted to do but you put it on the sheet first um <laughs> literally like with this team i wanted to to basically trade picks for this guy you're going to talk about so so you give yours so um i got uh austin Austin Eckler from oh I didn't write the team down on I am terrible. Um uh, I Yeah, like you did not write the team down. Uh, I, I, I will I'll try and find it. Just go with the go with it. Go with yeah, it. I'll, so I'll Austin Eckler for uh Johnny Cage's twenty twenty one first, which obviously should be uh later, and an early twenty twenty one second from Noob Cybot, which is probably going to be the second pick the uh the person who has the first overall pick is pretty solid i don't think they've won a game this year so they're pretty solid in having the first pick locked up so this would be the second pick in the second round so um pretty much hey austin eckler just came back and went for 129 total yards and this is him probably you know a little bit rusty, uh, you know, a little bit trying to get himself back in game shape after being out for so long. I think this guy is going to be a league winner for a lot of people because once he starts ramping up, you know, this week and next, it's just going to be, it, I think it's going to be bananas for him. And if I remember correctly, I don't think the Chargers have a uh, a terrible schedule to wrap up the playoffs. So I remember looking that up yesterday. So, I mean, they have the, the Falcons, Patriots. Raiders, Broncos. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you really afraid of any of those defenses? <laughs> so uh, I like it. And um, I think, I think it could make him a, I think it could turn him into a league winner since he's so weak at running back. He can team uh, he can team Eckler up with Wayne Gallman, who the name isn't big, but the production has been pretty good, and really have himself kind of a a one two punch this year to to take him to a championship. 
Yeah, and and Drake, who uh, inexplicably produces from time to time, he has too. So, yeah. um, and just in case any Mortal Kombat fans out there were dying to know, the team is Cyrax that that has Austin Eckler. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I already told you I love this one. I mean, I think that's right on value wise. First and the second. Uh, any thoughts there, Bill? Yeah, I agree. I don't have much else to say about that one. Yeah. So I'll get, uh, I mean, it is. It's, I think it's the perfect trade for this guy. He desperately needs running back. The value spot on. So, like you said, I don't think there's much else to say. I, I would have been my trade if Josh didn't steal it from me. So, um, so because of that, uh, <laughs> I wanted to, uh, I tried to kind of go outside the box to come up with something different. Um, because I wanted to get him running back. And Josh and I were, again, talking about this before the show. A lot of the teams in this league, the, maybe it's part of the reason they are the non-playoff teams, they, they don't have much at running back for him to, to try and obtain. Um, but I didn't want to go to a, another playoff team since he's, you know, in the middle anyway. I didn't want to bolster up another playoff team for him. Um, and he didn't have a ton of depth to trade from anyway. So um, the uh, what I decided to go with was Tua – to team Raiden for Miles Sanders. Uh, it is a two QB league, but he has four QBs. Um, he's and again, there aren't anybody anybody would love, but uh, it's Brady, Newton, and Roethlisberger. Those are kind of quarterbacks that will be right up my alley the way I usually draft. But uh, so he does have four QBs in a two QB league, um, which is a little bit of a luxury that maybe allows you to do something like this. Um, I still like Miles. Uh, I know that the Eagles have been a bit of a dumpster fire of late, um, but prior to last week, he'd still have been producing fairly well when he was healthy. And uh, their end of season end of season schedule is fairly friendly for running backs. So, um, and it's not like he won't have value beyond this year. So you get Sanders for the playoff push. You'll also have him for the next few years. Um, and my other thing was, I mean. I'm going to ask you this before I even go on to why it's good for the other team. Is do we even really know that that Tua is good? I mean, everyone loves Tua, but we don't know. I mean, we already got. I think we've seen that there are two good quarterbacks in this draft. How, how often do we see three quarterbacks hit big time in one draft? What do you What do you think, Bill? Is there? A, what do you? I mean, I know everyone loves the profile of Tua, but I could certainly see Tua. I mean, we thought. We're thinking of him the way we think, you know, Sam Darnold, we thought was good too. And, and the, some people thought uh, after last year, including myself, that Daniel Jones was good. So, and or Baker no Mayfield, or, right. you know, we can keep going and it's, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like I don't have a problem moving to a, um, I, I'm kind of on that same page. I'm not sold yet. I mean, there's nothing that we've seen that we can go, okay, he's, He's on that level where anything above like a QB two and superflex, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I don't really ever see him personally being like a top eight consistently quarterback. And I um, feel like like Herbert and Burrow have already shown us enough, especially Herbert, but even Burrow before he got hurt that yeah, you can see that from him for sure. I agree, and and like there's just that confidence. What's going on? Is that, I think, uh, I don't know, is Josh, you doing something there? What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, I had a wire in my way. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not totally sold. I mean, I, I would still love to hold on to him if I could, but if it's if it's the difference between me being successful in the playoffs or not, that's something I would be willing to consider. And I don't think that – I agree with you about Miles Sanders. You know, he's very much been a – solid contributor all year he had a rough game last week so like that's gonna happen i mean every player there's not many players that don't have rough games during a full season so um but yeah to answer your question about to uh i'm not i don't know what he is yet and i don't think anybody does so um josh i'll ask you the same thing um just because I, th- I think it's kind of an interesting question about Tua, you know, definitely. Do are you sold on Tua already, or um, and also, what do you think? Uh, this is a lot easier for me to do as a guy who likes to trade quarterbacks anyway, um, or trade down from quarterback. In this case, I'm straight up trading a quarterback for for a non-quarterback, which uh, a lot of people don't like to do. So Tua for Sanders. What do you think? And what do you think on Tua 
could could he maybe not be as good as we think? So, two two is so interesting because obviously, um, you guys already mentioned it. Uh, Burrow looks legit. Herbert looks legit, and those three guys were taken in the first six picks of the draft. So you're kind of comparing all of them, you know, in, in a pretty close scope. I do think Tua is going to be on the Burrow Herbert level, but I also think that it's not going to be this year, and it may not even be next year where we see him in in that light. So we're you know it's funny we talk, we always talk about dynasty and we're trying to you know three year plan five year plan all this stuff, but this guy is making you know a, a championship push. So you got to do what's going to work for you right now to get the championship, and then you can worry about regaining, you know, a quarterback during the offseason, during the season next season to, to bolster the ranks. So, yeah, I, li- I like this trade because Miles Sanders, you know, we talked about the Eagles offense in the, uh, the earlier team. It, it's kind of scary right now, but Miles Sanders is probably the best offensive player on the Eagles currently. So, you know, give me that, you know, give me that guy who has the ability in any given week to be, you know, a top eight running back and just, you know, win you a week. We've seen him break off 70-yard rushes at will, 70-yard touchdown rushes at will. So he has that ability, and if uh, Doug Peterson just decides that this past game isn't working. Having Carson throw the ball so much isn't working, and they go a little bit more run heavy. You know that could just uh, feed into Miles Sanders' value. So yeah, give me that trade, and uh, I'll worry about finding a quarterback later on. And this actually might be the year to do it, considering there could be five to six real life quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft first round. So um, this could be the year you you recoup later on with you know in the first round with a Kyle Trask or a Mac Jones or something like that and build your, uh, build your, uh, your depth like that. Yeah. And he, and he does have his own first, so he may, which, uh, if, if this doesn't work out, it'll be mid anyway. So he might be able to grab a, one of the quarterbacks there. Um, and yeah, the three guys that he will be left with are not super solid for next year. But like you said, you figure you can figure that out next year. So, um, and the only other thing I was just going to say is that they, yeah, that it made a lot of sense for that other side. The other side has uh, Daniel Jones. Um, who else do they have? They have Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. They do have Herbert. Uh, they basically have five starting quarterbacks that are starting right now, but four of them, uh, three of them won't, might not be starting next year. Mullins, Alex Smith, and Sam Darnold. And the other one is Daniel Jones. So, um, <laughs> so I, I think they might be interested in Tua, uh, especially if, like, like Josh said, he believes he's going to be on that Herbert Burrow level. So, makes a lot of sense. Um, but that'll finish up that one. Glad you guys liked it. I uh, was worried uh, you guys were going to rip me trading the quarterback for a non-quarterback. So, uh, we'll get on to our final league here, uh, submitted by Josh. Pellegrino at J Pellegrino five to 12 team PPR Superflex 1.75 tight end premium. Uh, great. I love that league setting. Generally that's uh, basically trade addict settings. I love the, to play in that kind of league. 28 man rosters start 10 QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, the Superflex and two flexes. Um, he's, He's 14 and 10 because they basically have like a victory point kind of thing. You get a win against the team you're playing, a win against the score. And uh, he's the five seed. Uh, he's pretty much, I think, locked into the playoffs with that 14 and 10 record. He's looking to make a move and try and win it all this year. Said no one is untouchable. Um, so I will, for this one, I'll give me and Josh both have trades for this one as well. And Dustin also gave us one for this. So I'll give Dustin's first, and then we'll move on to mine and Josh's. Um, first, let me run down his roster. He has Roethlisberger, uh, Carr, and Brady as his three quarterbacks. He's got some other backup types in there. He's got Jacobs, uh, Eckler, Mostert, uh, Naheem Hines, uh, and most of the other guys are filler. Kalen Blodge, Ito Smith types. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Cooks, Deontay. Uh, 
Julio, Kiki Kuti, who might have some value now, uh, and Cole Beasley and Kenny Galladay at wide receiver. And at tight end, he's got Darren Waller, uh, Jack Doyle, Richard Rogers, and some some other filler types. So uh, that's his roster. Dustin's trade uh, I thought was kind of interesting. His trade was to trade all his picks to team, which is 21 first, second, two thirds, and a fourth. That's what our guy has. Um, Jabrian L for Michael Thomas. Uh, he thinks Thomas will be back come playoff time when Breeze comes back, meaning, I guess, back to being Michael Thomas. And this is a good time to buy him. I do like that trade if he can do it. And I think Thomas's value is probably at an all time low at this point. Um, it might seeing all those picks might appeal to somebody. Um, but do you think this is something I love it for, for our team? If, if he can get it done, I think we're basically getting Michael Thomas for a first and a second. Cause the other picks don't matter to me. So uh, do you think that can get done though? The other team is um, as with all these teams, a non-playoff team. So they might be looking to move off Michael Thomas, but is that enough to move off Michael Thomas? Uh, Bill? Nope. <laughs> I, w- I mean, I wouldn't move him for that. I th- but I think that that's at least an offer that could lead to a counter. You know, I, I, th- I think that there are some people that are going to... If you're a non-playoff team that wants to get younger, uh, at least maybe you end up getting a first, those picks plus maybe somebody else. You know what I mean? And, and you can make it work. Mm-hmm. Um but, yeah, I'm not making that trade based on the parameters that you've given. And, Josh, what do you think? Is there any chance that, that somebody takes that for basically just a first and a second? I mean, if I have Michael Thomas, I'm not I'm not taking it for, you know, pretty much a first and a second and, you know, a bunch of picks that I, I'm not really worried about. And... <sighs> Honestly, I mean, I know we're kind of saying, you know, when Breeze comes back, Michael Thomas is going to be good, but that that's no guarantee. And really, you're getting Breeze back in probably week 15. So you need to kind of weather the storm for the first week of the playoffs with Taysom Hill. And, you know, I've, I've had my thoughts about Taysom Hill, but it, it, has, it hasn't been good for, for Michael Thomas. So... Um, and then they play They play kind of the Chiefs, who, I mean, they're kind of up and down defensively. They could do something. They may not. And then the Vikings, which might be a good game, but you have to weather a storm in that first week of the playoffs. So I think I would want someone who could make an impact in all the weeks and maybe not just one. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know if that's a guy I want, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, I mean, I definitely have concerns about Michael Thomas as well. Um, so I, I like you guys both said. I don't think most people are going to do that for a first and a second. Hopefully, it, it gets a conversation started, like Bill said. Um, but I think you're definitely going to have to give up more. I'm not sure how much more, um, but I don't think a first, a second, and those random later picks are going to get it done. But uh, let's get into your uh, your trade, Josh. This is another one I liked. It's pretty basic, just like your Eckler one was, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I'm all about being basic. Uh, I don't usually <laughs> string together a whole bunch of players and picks and all this stuff. I see people do that, and I, I just give them a lot of credit for their uh, their ingenuity and their stick to as people would say, because uh, I'm usually very simple when it comes to my trades. But um. I'm trading, uh, or I'm trading for uh, Adam Thielen from the Wildcats for uh, Jay Pell's first here. And here's the deal: I, I think you may have found a very small buy low window on Thielen. I mean, first of all, everyone hates him because of his age. He's you know 31. He's old. He can't do it anymore. He's crippled. He should just be in the old folks' home and leave him alone. Except that. He has been doing it all year. He's the touchdown guy in Minnesota, and he wasn't there last week, so Justin Jefferson turned into that guy, and now I'm sure everyone's going, well, now it's just going to be Justin Jefferson for the rest of the year. Well, no, it's not. The guy was out for one week. This this wasn't a Michael Thomas situation where he was gone for multiple weeks and he's trying to work his way back. Like He's going to be back this week. He's going to go back to doing what he does, which is scoring touchdowns. 
Uh, and you want guys that score touchdowns when you're trying to win a championship is, uh, is what I've found out playing uh, the fantasy football game. So, yeah, you know, um, hopefully a late first, which it definitely will be, but hopefully it's that 112 because you want it. And um, it bolsters the starting lineup, which I think he has a very good starting lineup. Um, but he doesn't have bench. He doesn't have a lot of bench depth. Really, the only guy that I consider worth it on his bench is Kenny Galladay. So if you can, you know, maybe take Raheem Mostert out and put him on the bench with Kenny Galladay. At least you got a couple of guys in case you hit uh, COVID issues or injury issues. Uh, what about you, Bill? What do you What do you think about this trade? Yeah, I dig it. I think that um, I think that his team's quite good. Like, I think that that team could win it regardless. So, making a trade to add some depth, just so you can maybe weather some uh, potential issues, or you can play a little bit of matchup. Um, like, I like it, and I, I like your your thoughts about you know you have Mostert as kind of that third running back, and then you can have Thielen you know, go into the starting lineup and move somebody back. And it just uh, it makes the team just that much stronger. Um, Thielen, I think, I think you got it. I'm comfortable having Thielen through next year, uh, 2021. So he's not a bad guy to add um, based on, like you said, so many people undervalue him now. Um, but he's still like, what, a top six wide receiver like in points per game. So yep. like I mean those don't grow on trees and just being able to have that for the next couple of years if you're a contender now you're going to be a contender next year theoretically and you know I dig it like this first isn't going to be that great uh even if it's like the 108 or something like that it's still not um it's still worth the risk in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you just look at uh, Thielen's last three games, obviously he didn't play last week because uh, he had COVID. But um, two for 38 against the Lions, not great. But against the Bears, four for 43 with two touchdowns. And against the Cowboys, eight for 123 and two touchdowns. But that Bears game is kind of the, the one I want to kind of highlight because, uh, you know, this time of year now we start looking at uh, what matchups are in the playoffs? You know, are they playing good teams? Are they playing bad teams? But a, a team like Chicago that is very good defensively, he still had two touchdowns. Yeah, the yardage weren't great, and he didn't have a bunch of receptions. But, I mean, two touchdowns, it doesn't matter if you play uh, PPR or, or standard or anything. Uh, touchdowns are always good to have on your side. So, yeah, uh, and he's shown he can do it against a good defense. I'll take that riding into the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I already told you at the start, I, I I really like this trading. He can plug him right into his starting lineup. Um, I think he, he has Cooks in there. You can start him with Cooks. Um, Julio's been in and out, so that's another guy. You, you know, if he needs to, we can start him over Julio um, or if Julio's hurt. So another one I really like, and I think Dylan's definitely easily worth it first point so uh even at 30 so um so i'll get into my trade and then we'll uh, finish up so um my trade is uh josh jacobs uh to team matt serace i don't know why uh for uh to i'm sorry to team m serace i guess it's m-s-u-r-a-c-e uh for aaron jones Edmonds and Marvin Jones. Um, and this one I thought I might get a little pushback on. I'm generally higher. Uh, on, I mean, I'm lower on Jacobs than pretty much everyone in the community. I just think he's a lot more hit and miss than, than people kind of think he is. Uh, he gets those big touchdowns. He's, he, he's got super high ceiling, but I think he's got a much lower floor than a lot of people, uh, than a lot of the backs that people think of as RB1s. And he doesn't give you that consistency from week to week. I would actually even prefer Aaron Jones straight up over Jacobs. But I know most people don't think that way, which is basically why I just tried to throw a couple other guys in there of depth pieces because um, I figure you should be able to get a plus on Aaron Jones uh, in general for Josh Jacobs. Um, so 
Uh, and the, uh, Jones also has a very nice playoff schedule coming up. I did not pull it up before the show, but I, I know he's got the Eagles this week. Uh, and he's got some pretty nice playoff matchups, which I'll try and pull up as you guys talk about it. So um, what do you think? Because, I, I, like I said, I expect to get some pushback. So, Josh, what do you think of that one? Well, uh, just going to Aaron Jones's uh, schedule here, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans. So, yeah, that, that's a real good <laughs> schedule if, if you got it. Um, I, I, I love this trade, actually. Um, I think that, you know, it, it all depends on how Emserace values Josh Jacobs because um, I'm with you, even though I, like, I think I like Jacobs a little bit more than you do, but I think Jacobs and Jones are very similar in value, at least in my opinion. So if you can get Chase Edmonds on top of that, who, you know, he's kind of a guy that we don't think about a lot, but he's always kind of right around where Kenyon Drake is in points. I mean, it's always a little bit less, but it's not really, you know, unless Kenyon Drake does what he did last week and has a two touchdown game, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty similar in points. And then Marvin Jones, who just, you know, as long as Kenny Galladay isn't around, Marvin Jones is just out there just balling, scoring points. So if you can kind of bolster your team like that, uh, I, I love it. So it all depends on how, you know, if, if Emsa Race is a big Josh Jacobs guy and he's a huge fan, I, you know, I think he hits accept on this. Maybe he, maybe he asks you for a second back or something like that just to kind of, you know, even it up a little bit. But if he's a big Josh Jacobs fan, I think he hits yes, especially, you know, he's rebuilding and we have no idea where Aaron Jones is going to be next year. You know, I personally think he stays in Green Bay, but that's just a personal belief. That's no fact. No, you know, I don't have anything behind that. No, no inside sources with the Packers. So, um, uh, you know, but yeah, he could be anywhere next year and it might not be as good of a place as as Green Bay has been for him. So. Yeah, um, I, I love that trade. I think uh, I think it could get done. I think it could be an instant accept, and maybe it's a a quick shoot back to you to throw a you know a second or a third in there to 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 just uh, even it up a little bit. And I was just looking too because uh, I think I said he was locked in. He's not. And Sleeper does actually on their standings. This is a sleeper league show. Uh, who's already clinched a playoff spot? Because um, I don't have all their playoff rules in front of me, and he. He technically has not, though he looks in pretty good shape looking at the records. So I also just a little added bonus, I think, is that Aaron Jones is playing this week and Josh Jacobs is not. So it helps him just a little extra push to make sure he gets that spot and uh, and gets into the playoffs. Um, but I saw Bill doing a lot of head shaking during me and Josh talking. So, Bill, what are your thoughts before we finish up? No, I agree. Um, I, if, I mean, I think that's a snap except if you're rebuilding. Honestly, so I think that this is a great trade because it makes sense for both both teams. Uh, if that person feels like they're they're in a quote unquote rebuild and it's just not like it's been a bad year for them, but I'm making that trade because like honestly, Marvin Jones is nothing. Like, like I, I you know what I mean? Like if you're somebody who's for not in the playoffs, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. so, so that's a perfect trade to include him in because it's going to help you. That does he does absolutely nothing for the other team, and for somebody to buy those years, uh, of getting Jacobs from Jones, um, especially with the unknown of Jones next year, even if you believe he's coming back, you don't know. You know Jacobs is still with them for with the Raiders for three more years if they pick up his fifth year option. So I like that's a snap except for me if I'm the the seller of Jones and it's a great trade if I'm the team going into the playoffs. Okay. I like it. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. I, like I said, I thought guys, I know there's a lot of people who love Josh Jacobs. I, I thought maybe one of you would, would push I do. me on that one. I, but, I love but Josh Jacobs. That, but still still makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and not, not to say, I just want to make it clear. It's not like I hate Josh Jacobs or anything. I just feel like uh, I'm a little lower on him than everybody else. So, yeah. um, like I said, I, I kind of prefer Aaron Jones almost straight up despite the age difference, despite the uncertainty. Um, part, and that's probably because I'm always generally playing in a win now mode too. So, um, 
but that that finishes it up. That's our last league. That's our last trade. Um, so I want to thank you guys for coming on. Josh is a. Uh, I learned uh, earlier this week is apparently the Bizarro version of me. Uh, <laughs> I meant to mention that at the beginning. Uh, we we have two. We live in the same area. We both live in the Philadelphia area. We have two kids with the same name. He likes the Cowboys. I like the Eagles. It's it's Bizarro. It's Bizarro Rocky or I'm Bizarro Josh. I'm not sure, I'm not sure which. <laughs> Who's older? <laughs> That that's me, Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> so Josh uh, is Bizarro Rocky. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Look at that, man. Anyway, um, but Josh, uh, thank you for coming on. Follow Josh at Real Fantasy TL. Uh, follow Bill at Super Duper Flex. Listen to the Fantasy Timeline. Uh, listen to the Super Flex Super Show with Bill. Super Flex City. Uh, with all the million things Bill's doing. So um, <laughs> seriously. Uh, uh, but again, thanks for coming on. Uh, follow us at Dynasty Junkies. I'm at Dynasty FF Addicts. Follow the DAP Network at DAP underscore Network. Subscribe, rate, and review to everybody because we said so. And that'll do it for this week. And uh, I'll see the- you on the Junkies next week. Yeah, Yes, Bill will be co-hosting <laughs> next week. So, uh, Josh, Bill will get a chance to do this next week. Do you, can, can you give me Dustin's uh, sign-off? Junkies out.